Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Kathy'sRight.com, your pit stop for the conservative mind, heart, and soul. I'm Kathy. Do you ever like someone until you didn't? That's been my vicarious relationship with a writer by the name of Matt Walsh. Don't like you anymore, Matt. Matt posted something on Facebook and probably elsewhere where he said about, about Simone Biles, the great the greatest gymnast of all time. He said, Simone Biles, I'm quoting here, Simone Biles quit her team because she wasn't having fun. This is called being a quitter. It's completely disgraceful and selfish. I guarantee that most of the people defending it wouldn't be defending it if she was a man. Close quote. Matt, I've got some words for you that I can't even say on air. Simone Biles knows when she has had enough. If she says she needs to withdraw because of mental issues, then God bless her and in God's speed, because I believe that she knows her body. She knows what's going on. She is 24 years old. She's won 19 world championship gold medals, 24 world champion medals overall. So, I think she's proved that she is not a quitter. What she is, is a young woman. She is 24 years old. She has given her entire life representing this country in the Olympics. Trained her whole entire life. She was molested by that Nasser doctor, that gymnast doctor. She was molested. And this is her first Olympic showing, really, since all of that was exposed. Can you imagine... I can't even personally imagine uh, performing uh, in front of millions of people. N- not there, but they're, you know, maybe watching on the television. But no, she has that prerogative. We all do. She's not a quitter, Matt. She's a champion. So don't get it twisted. Yeah, I think most people have a heart. I think most people know that for a person of her capabilities, for her to bow out, she must have a very good reason. And I think we're just going to trust that. I trust that more than I trust you, Matt Walsh. So there. There is that. Here is the statement of Miss Miss Biles, Miss Simone Biles, Olympic champion, um, in response to her bowing out of the events as of recently. Yeah, I say um, put mental health first because if you don't, then you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. So it's okay sometimes to even sit out the big competitions to focus on yourself because it shows how strong of a competitor and person that you really are rather than just battle through it. Let's not forget that she wasn't allowed to have uh, her mom with her who you know, it's her, her emotional security, basically, when you're in a foreign country, she has to travel a lot being a gymnast. And she wasn't allowed to have her support system there because of the COVID. And this is 
they've done so many things to her. They tried to change the rules because the other girls couldn't keep up with uh, the, the the level of her competition. So they tried to adjust the rules to accommodate those less talented. That's what Simone Biles is going through, Matt. So um, just FYI, in case you're listening, Matt Walsh. Simone Biles also said, I truly do feel I have the weight of the world on my shoulders at times. End quote. That's what she uh, wrote on her Instagram. And she says uh, a few days ago, I know I brush it off and make it seem like pressure doesn't affect me, but damn, sometimes it's hard. End quote. Now that's the reality. She's a very faithful Catholic. She keeps her rosary with her. She is proud of her faith. I've seen that and read about it. And I just think that when somebody piles on a young woman like that, who has a future, who's going to have children one day, hopefully. I used to compete in gymnastics for a while when I was young. And it does a number on your body. It delays your uh, physical growth. For instance, most gymnasts don't get their menses until way late. I mean, most young girls, it's early, like 12, 13. For me, it was 17 because I did gymnastics. That's the kind of number it does on your body forever. I think Mary Lee Redden had had to have a hip replacement. There's a lot at a young age. It terrorizes your body. All of those uh, unnatural movements, really, that they accomplish uh, on those unevens and the balance beam that look like the body could not possibly do something like that. Well, the body probably shouldn't have been doing stuff like that because she will pay a heavy price for representing our country in gymnastics uh, overseas and at home. And it's something that she's going to have to deal with for the rest of her life. I personally have arthritis in all of those joints that I contorted to do those tricks, those flips, the uh, the fish flop and the cartwheels and the back flip flops and all of those things, those will forever haunt her body. I think if she wanted to retire from gymnastics right now and do whatever the heck she wanted, that would be just great. She's done her part. She's not stomping on flags. She's not being disrespectful to anyone like so many Olympians we've seen. She's been a valiant warrior. And I say thank you, Simone Biles, if you ever hear this. That's the response she deserves. Here's another quote from Simone Biles. Before a big event, I usually go to church and light a candle for St. Sebastian, who is the patron saint of athletes. I love Simone Biles. I think that's awesome. I wish all of the young women were like that, self-respecting, especially having endured what she endured. So... For all the naysayers, um, you really want to look at, you know, some whiny people, then I think you should go to uh, the Senate and look at that committee that Nancy Pelosi uh, gathered together to talk about January 6th. Those are a bunch of whiny babies. That Kinzinger, I'm sitting there watching Kinzinger on the television, and he starts to talk like less than two minutes into his little speak, his his soliloquy. (laughs) He goes... (laughs) I'm looking, I'm like, oh my gosh, is is he going to cry? Is he going to cry now? Oh my gosh, he he cried. And not to be outdone, Adam Schiff followed that, and he too 
got teary-eyed. It made me made me wonder if perhaps they like yanked a nose hair out before. You know, that's one of the things soap opera people sometimes do. They yank a nose hair out, it makes you your eyes water and <laughs> you you cry. So you look at some ninnies that 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 Kinzinger. Uh, I can't even believe he's a Republican. What a whiner. Oh, gosh. See, that's going to save our country. Uh, finding out who these rhinos are. We still can save this country. We, we, we just have to vote Republican. And I know there are people saying we need to make a whole new party. No. That's what the Democrats would love for us to do. What we need to do is clean house in our own party. Get rid of the rhinos and and the whiners like Kinzinger, and just and find out who they are. They're showing their colors right now. So when election time comes, remember them. Take names. We need to get rid of them. We need to clean house. We need to get rid of the dead weight. That whole committee was completely strategized and I believe scripted. I think that those witnesses, those former cops or whatever. I think that they were given a script of what to say because several times while I was watching, I could tell they didn't even understand some of the sentences that were coming out of their mouths as though they were scripted. I personally would like to see their bank statement after after this week. I want to see, do they take any special trips? Did they buy a new car? I'd be willing to bet something something's fishy going on there because it looked totally, totally scripted. And yeah, they they sounded they were so in danger, but then they didn't talk about those other fellow cops who opened the doors of the Capitol to allow people to go in. Nothing was said about that. But we got to see a picture of that dude's foot that got really messed up. Oh, that was horrible looking. And I'm wondering about that because I the the pictures, the photos that I've seen of Capitol Police officers, they're usually wearing boots, like those steel-toed looking boots. So how did his foot get all jacked up like that? I don't know. Was it really his foot? I don't know. But they sure had it camera ready. You know, they had the slideshow completely ready for the TV so that they, we didn't have to look at it on the screen, you know, there in the Senate room. And so, yeah, that was... A dog and pony show of a different kind. That was actually comical. But it reminded me of the Russia, Russia hoax. You remember when uh, Schiff uh, got on the mic and, and gave that sham of a story of things that Donald Trump never really said. And then after the fact, he came back and said, oh, that he was just using that as an, an, an image to give you an idea of what he probably said. Oh, my gosh. They really take us for total fools. I'm embarrassed for them. I'm really embarrassed for them. That's why they're doing as much damage as possible right now. They're, they're, you wonder why they're going so fast and furious with all these law changes and trying to call things what they're not, you know, election integrity. They're calling it election suppression. And we all know the, the word games that they play. It's very satanic, really. Which reminds me, I probably ought to pray because in nomine Patri e Fili e Spiritu Santi, Pater Noster, qui in Cieli, Santificiu, Tur Nomen Tuum, Adviniat Reinum Tuum, Fiat voluntas tu secut in cielo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et demite nobis, debita nostra secut et no demitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos a malo.
Amen. That was the Our Father in Latin. And the reason I say it in Latin is because Latin is still the official language of the church. Which brings me to the newest item uh, in, this will go down in church history, I'm sure. Um, A lot of people had their feelings hurt, really. Um, It's more than that, really. Because they're they're interpreting what the Pope's action and his uh, announcements as him canceling the Latin Mass, which is not what is actually happening. Yes, it's a slap in the face to the people who who enjoy the Latin Mass. Uh, I enjoy the Latin Mass very much. It's the most beautiful Mass I've ever seen. Um, however, I've also enjoyed Mass in, in Italy, in Italian, and in, in Mexico, in Spanish. I've enjoyed Mass in France, in French. I've also enjoyed the Latin Rite is one of 24 rites of Catholicism. And so what the Pope's letter actually did was leave it up to the bishops to decide how and when the masses would be performed in uh, Latin. So, but I, I love the reverence of the Latin Mass. It's it's something that is missing, I've, I feel, from the Novus Order, which I love, the, the, the new Mass, because I was born in 1962. That's when the new Mass was born. So that's pretty much all that I really know. And that's when they started saying the Mass in vernacular. And that got abused, too, make no mistake. Um, then we got all this hippie stuff coming into the church, and people started clapping, and that's just so not Catholic. I mean, I still have a problem with the clapping. You know, every time you turn around, somebody's getting a award or something, and, and we've got to clap, and I feel like something's really wrong with clapping in the Mass. I, I'm kind of old school still, so uh, I'm not comfortable with it. And I'm, the only good thing to come out of this COVID thing, I mean, God help us, many people died. It was dreadful. It was harmful to our country uh, and the world. But there was one good thing that came out of it, is we no longer have to hold hands during the Our Father. Thank God. I love the Our Father. But when did this sneak in, this hand-holding during the Our Father? I don't want to hold anybody's hand. I mean, that's the fear factor that the COVID brought with it. Made people a little more aware of, you know, the the sharing of germs. Um, I, I just can't imagine... Why do I have to hold somebody's hand to say the Our Father so that we can have something called community? I think that's the whole reason. But I, I can tell you a quick little story. My sister, she is very good, uh, very devout Catholic, and she uh, didn't also doesn't like the hand holding during the Our Father. Thank God, I hope it never comes back. But she was saying that here she was in church, and she goes to one of the bigger Catholic churches in Houston. And there she was at church. We say they're our father, and they're holding hands with people you don't know. So, And she said the lady that she was standing next to, that she was holding hands with during the Our Father, she was at the H-E-B afterwards, and they, they crossed paths, and the lady didn't even recognize her. Now, my sister's a black woman like myself, and there's not many of us in, in our churches, so we kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So for her not to acknowledge my sister in passing at the grocery store after holding hands, that's that just tells you exactly why I don't like the holding of the hands. It's very pretentious. Uh, it's very hippie to me. And 
I just think it shouldn't be done. It's not a part of the rubrics of the Mass. Uh, if you're not Catholic, the rubrics of the Mass is the the, the description and kind of like the rules uh, or, or the format of what is supposed to be done during the Mass. So everybody's on the same page. And it's not a part of the rubrics. So how that snuck in, some hippie brought that in. I don't like it at all. I don't like the clapping and I don't like the holding of the hands. I think it's pretentious. I, I hope it never comes back. If somebody tries, I still don't hold hands. I will sit at the end of the aisle so that I'm not holding hands. And if somebody reached for my hand, I would hold my hands uh, in a prayerful position. So as they'll know it's not personal. I just don't want to hold hands. Period. Uh, has nothing to do with my faith, has nothing to do with whether I like you or don't like you, has nothing to do with any of that. It's just not a part of the Mass. I don't think it should have ever been a part of the Mass. And for somebody to try to force somebody to, it's just not, it's not cool. That's not me. Another reason that I like to say the Our Father in Latin is because the exorcists that I've read, many exorcists over hundreds of years, have all said that Satan, the enemy, hates Latin because it's the official language of the church. has been for hundreds of years. So when Satan hates Latin and you say the Our Father, the very prayer that Jesus taught us to say in Latin, you chase demons away. That's why I say it in Latin, which is one of the benefits of the Latin Mass. They have real priests, so there is the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist there. So I checked with my priest to find out about that because I've always been a little, you know, leery of going into a different kind of Catholic church. I've gone to a charismatic Catholic church when I was in San Diego. That was a trip. I'd never seen a mass like that. There was all sorts of clapping. It was really joyful. I, it, it seemed like Pentecostal, you know, kind of like that. And it was funny. After a while, you know, I'm kind of a stiff Catholic. And after a while, I kind of joined in with the clapping and stuff. And I was getting into it. And then I realized that when they stopped to do the Eucharist to consecrate the host, it was almost incidental. Like, oh, you know, let's stop all our fun and we're now going to have the Eucharist thing. Get that out of the way so we can get back to the fun stuff. That's what it felt like to me. It, it really, it's not a criticism of them. I'm sure their hearts were in the right place. And that is something that the church allows as well, the charismatic renewal in the church. I don't mind that that's what they want to do, but it's a certain church that does it. I did notice at the time that there were some representatives from the Archdiocese of San Diego. They're kind of watching to make sure everything was on the up and up, so to speak. And I'm sure they report it back to the bishop. Uh, that was Bishop Braun back then. He was a lot more conservative than the bishop that they have there in San Diego right now. Uh, I don't know his name right offhand, but uh, from what I'm told, yeah, a lot of the bishops are, I've always thought that they're never going to have a Catholic bishop from America be Pope because they're just too liberal. And that's for the most part true. They're way too liberal, in my opinion. I'm not saying I'm more Catholic than the Pope, but I'm just saying that it seems to me, like, like this Pope that we have, uh, Pope Francis, you don't have. We don't have to like him. Thank God. I mean, that's how I know that that this. You know, some people have said to me, and people do have a lot of nerve. They said to me they thought that that Pope Francis was the Antichrist. And now I'm thinking that has to be 
laughable even to an anti-Catholic because isn't the Antichrist supposed to be someone charming who wins over the world and makes the whole world love him? Well, this Pope is not doing that. He has the charm of an uh, of a wasp, an ant, like an insect. He's really, uh, I'm sure he's a nice man if you get to know him, but he doesn't have any charm at all. I mean, very few people actually like him. So this is not a quality, according to scripture, of, of what people said that the Antichrist would be. So, you know, rest assured, uh, fellow Christians, this ain't it. So while we're talking about that, I mean, he, he's, he's done some things and said some things that I cringe at, but he's still the Pope. I still like Pope Benedict. I wonder how history will remember this, because this having the two popes alive at the same time, we might not know for a hundred years what's actually going on. So we will find out, hopefully in my lifetime. So uh, this is Kathy of Kathy'sRight.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And make sure you subscribe and, and, and push the like button if you've got one of those in front of you. And make sure you get back to me. I love you. I love this country. God bless you. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.